0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller Young, your host. One of the high points of my recent trip to Global Pet Expo was meeting and interviewing a brilliant naturopathic healer, Julie Ann Lee. Julie started the first completely natural vet hospital in Canada years ago and has used her years of research and treating over 35,000 pets to create the brand Adored Beast, which is a line of gut-focused healing supplements for our dogs. I already use her Phytos Flora for my pack, I loved it. So having the opportunity at Global to talk to the source was priceless. What follows is my Global Pet Expo interview with Julie. Her story is fascinating. From her mom, who created the first foster program, to her journey to the side of pharmaceutically-based medicine, and the incredible near-death experience she lived through with her young dog that changed her course. This is a don't-miss for anyone interested in knowing how to take charge of their dog's health and have a more vibrant, long-living pet and stick around after the break because we'll have julie in real time on the phone giving her expert advice on the most common problems we face with our dog and her no holds barred opinion on what we feed them so don't go away grab that favorite beverage get comfortable we'll be right back
1: does your dog itch scratch stink or shed like crazy <laughs> Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller Young. We're welcoming Julie Ann Lee, naturopathic healer and founder of Adored Beast. Recently, I was turned on to a brand called Adored Beast by Dogs Naturally magazine, which I highly recommend. They have amazing articles about how to heal your dog naturally, and they have a store. I was very excited because the product that I was turned on to is the only product on the market that is a pre- and probiotic developed from the strains of bacteria in a canine's own guts. It's not going to be dairy. It's not going to be soil-based. It's really something that already lives in your own dog. So I thought that was fascinating and I tried it and I love it. And so when I saw Adored Beast was at Global, I had to stop by and I was lucky enough to come by when Julianne Lee who formulated all of this, this is her baby, is here. So I want to share her, her knowledge with you, and this could be the thing that really saves you with issues that you have with your dogs. Hey, Julianne.
1: Hi. Thank you. I'm so happy
0: that we're here talking. We've been talking for a little while, and I'm gobsmacked with your story and everything else. But let's start with Adored Beast and with your mission behind what you created?
1: Well, I think that it all came from, it stemmed from my holistic vet hospital and me watching how much gut health actually helped in every single chronic disease, every single case, whether it was cancer, allergies. It was A long time ago, it was 20 years ago before gut health was really um, a fad or, or, or addressed or researched or anything like that. So it was difficult for me, but I was used to that because I was like the first licensed holistic clinic in Canada. So I was used to being told, "Oh, that's ridiculous." But it now it's amazing because it's being accepted by even conventional medicine in the human field more so still than animals. But I treated a lot of animals. I would always say to my clients, "You know your aunt, you know your dog better than anyone. You're their mom. You're, you're or they're your dad. Like you're." you're with them you know them right you need to understand them and be their advocate and and speak for them and you know and get educated and take take some of that power back to to make sure that you're leading that
0: Absolutely. just
1: like you know human kids that we would advocate for we have to do that for
0: our, our animals too you came to this now you told me fascinating stories, but you grew up with a mom who was involved in rescue and developed the very first foster program back in the 50s, which blew my mind. So you already had that in your DNA, but you came back around to a natural way of looking at things and formulating because of a personal experience. Tell us about that and what happened.
1: Well, I guess as all young kids, I grew up very holistically. And then when I got into conventional vet medicine, I really jumped ship. And it's good because it makes me have the compassion for conventional veterinary medicine because I understand it. But I started seeing things just derail, right? But I wouldn't see them. Like I was like, no, 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 no. I have all this education and this is right. And I went from a family that you know animals were living large dogs were living till they were 17 cats were living till they're like 30 to vaccinating everything and yelling at my grandma and my mom for feeding real food and saying to everybody they have to go on conventional medicine and conventional diets and things until my personal dog developed cancer at four and i was devastated because i i was i was Really steeped in holistic medicine from growing up, and as soon as I push came to shove, where it was my own beloved animal, I needed to go with what I knew in my my gut was true. So I said to my mom, "What do I do?" And she said, "I know you know what to do. Take her to Virginia, who was our herbalist, and he um, had a tumor uh, in his in his colon, and he had a very uh, guarded prognosis and the tumor was about the size of a, a large lemon they couldn't do the surgery on him they were gonna to have to resect a lar- like for 10 days they were gonna resect a large part of it of his colon and he they just didn't even know how he was gonna do so when I brought him back from that Virginia started treating him and doing rectal suppositories and the whole nine yards we took him back and they were amazed because the tumor was the size of a walnut completely encapsulated they didn't have to resect anything and he actually lived till he was 16 and that changed my life and I decided to go to Spain and the whole nine yards I got treated by a homeopath in the hospital because I got sick and that changed my whole path of what I wanted to do so I became a human homeopathic doctor thinking that I didn't want to do animals it was too hard for me I loved them way too much and I didn't know how I would be able to help them and I, the minute I went walked in school I knew that I was going to want to do these on animals. So I graduated f- after a four-year human homeopathic medicine program and I went to England and did three years with the British Homeopathic Veterinary Surgeons. And then I opened up a clinic and went through a large political battle because they don't recognize holistic medicine and they don't they still don't recognize holistic medicine and even today this was back in the 90s no they don't but there's no there's no registration for vets to have to go back to school and do anything like a 3-year program and they can say that they're holistic right so there's it's still very unregulated which is good and bad i guess but back then there was nothing and so I wanted to open a strictly licensed holistic vet hospital that didn't do anything conventional. And it took three years of a major political battle, but I did it. In 2000, I opened the, the very first one. And it's just been... It was a blessing, though, because because they forced me. I didn't want to be a vet hospital. I was like, no, I don't want to be a vet hospital. I just want to be a referral clinic, you know? No, no, no. You have to. And it was amazing, though, because of that credibility... I worked with some of the biggest vet universities in the world with oncology, because homeopathy was the only thing they felt comfortable doing because it has no contraindication with any kind of drugs. So the experience that I got through going through that kind of trauma was a godsend, like it really was. You know, turned your life around. It did, and I always say that all my all my animals that have been in my life have been my little my little guardian angels cuz i honestly don't know how i've been able to do what i've done because it's been it's been amazing and when i sold my clinic to do this it was because i was i i actually treated 35,000 animals in my i did a lot of rescue work a lot of rescue work so now it's like i have this goal to to, to help 35 at least 35 million animals And that's kind
0: of. I love love it. I love it. Um, The products are all meant to work in synergy with each other,
1: but you don't have to have all of them. No, No, you don't have to have all of them, but I formulated them because for me, if you guys can do just a little bit, just a little bit is way better than nothing, right? I'm not all or nothing. I kind of was little bit like that at my clinic at first and one day I remembered, like it was yesterday I said to this lady I think you should go to another clinic that's more conventional that sort of dabbles in holistic medicine because her husband was arguing with me about it didn't matter anyways long story short I said maybe you should go to another clinic they went to leave and this little dog put its brakes on at the door and turned around and looked at me and in that moment I was like Julie you got your ego is getting way too big (laughs) And I started crying, and I'm like, oh my gosh, please come back in. And ever since that day, I'm so much more about don't feel guilty. Anything that you can do is better than nothing. And just love your dog and do lots of education. And I'm really anal about my products. They're all made in a human naturopathic compounding pharmacy. So there's nothing in it, any of these products that I that I, well, I actually take almost all of them myself. I give them to my 91 year old mother. There's no fillers. I know the certificate of analysis of every single ingredient to make sure it's ethical. It's it, you know it's, it's not beautiful. just it's not it's just the dogs. It's yeah. the planet, right? Absolutely. It's a, they're
0: beautiful products. We use Phytos Flora, which I'd mentioned to you earlier, and Love Bugs, which is pre and probiotic. So we alternate off. But there's healthy gut, there's gut soothe, uh, there's phyto synergy for minerals, joint support, joint support which actually I'm going to get a couple of squirts of under my tongue before I leave because I've been having all this walking around global. I've been having pain in my hip. The thing is, is the gut, as we're starting to learn in human medicine, is the central nervous system of our health. You know, the gut to the brain, that's everything. And leaky gut is so much more common than any of us could ever have imagined. So it's the same with dogs. And this addresses kind of ground zero of health for your animal.
1: I call it the foundation. So if your foundation is cracked of your house, you can band-aid it by putting putty on the walls and the cracks, but the foundation is still broken and your house is eventually gonna fall down. So, you know, gut health is, is foundational medicine, and, and I'm not saying that other modalities and other things don't contribute to that, but you can eat the best food on the planet, and if your gut has trauma or it doesn't have the ecological, environmental ecosystem that it needs to have, what happens is actually the good food leaks into the bloodstream. The body reacts because that's not supposed to be in the bloodstream, hence Allergies, which is more reactivity, chronic inflammation, which leads to cancer. So if your dog has any sensitivity at all, it means that it has gut trauma because that's the only way it can get into the bloodstream. So it's not, it's not weird. It's not, it's not even hard to understand. That's the only way it can leak into the bloodstream. So if it's, if it's leaking, then your micronutrients are leaking and you're not getting the nutrition that you're trying to get.
0: Thank you so much for this. Please take note. All of us love our
1: dogs. Um, where can people find you? Adoredbeast.com. And we have a YouTube station. Just just put in Julie Ann Lee Adored Beast. And that's L-E-E. Julie Ann with an E. Lee. L-E-E. Thank you so much, Julie. Um, thank you for everything you're doing. I got goosebumps to talking to you.
0: Hey, Julie. Welcome.
1: Hi. Thank you. I'm really glad you're
0: on the show. I had such a great time interviewing you at Global that I really wanted to share your wealth of knowledge about healing our pets and and having healthier pets with my listeners. So let's get right down to it. Now that people have learned something about you, what you do, and have some info on Adored Beast uh, and why it's so important to maintain gut health in ourselves and our pets. Let's tackle some of the most common issues we face with our dogs. I know it drives me crazy, and I'm sure I'm not alone. A lot of people, for the first one, have itchy dogs. Dogs that bite and scratch themselves, right? Sometimes raw. What is this an indication of, and what can we do?
2: Well, it's interesting that you're asking me that as the first question, because it's sort of why I started, because people don't realize that Skin disease is the number one reason for elected euthanasia, and with dogs, and really it makes me—it is. I know, oh my god, more than yeah, it's yeah. incredible, and it's to me, it's a kind of a torturous, long-term suffering, right? You know, mm-hmm. you see these little guys walking around with cones on their heads, and and watching your dog constantly be itchy—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's traumatic for the dog and for and for the pet parent. It's awful to watch. It can be a number of things, but it, it is the core reason why I started looking at gut health. And we always think it's allergies. They're always diagnosed as allergies. And prob- I would probably hazard to guess like nine times out of 10, it's not a true allergy. It's a reactivity. So okay. what that what that means is that the, the body is in a reactive state. So when they're reactive, what that actually means, especially if someone has said, okay, your dog is allergic to beef or it's allergic to chicken or it's allergic to grass or it's allergic to whatever or sensitive to that. In order for them to be reactive, it has to be in the bloodstream. So leaky gut syndrome or gut trauma is, I would say, probably one of the most underlying reasons for reactivity, allergies, immune-based skin disease, which is, which is 99% of them. Right. Uh, So that sounds, I know that sounds a little overwhelming to think about it, but it's not that difficult to, to think about when everything that's ingested is supposed to be digested and maintained in the gut. And when the gut has been traumatized, it doesn't have enough friendly bacteria. It becomes stretched and injured. You just, it's like having an injury on the outside only it's the inside Mm -hmm. You don't see it, but it manifests, the symptomatology manifests through the skin. So instead of having a cut in your bleeding or your dog is bleeding, you have an injury or a trauma in the gut lining. And because it's leaking into the bloodstream, you see reactivity in a million different ways. And skin symptoms are probably the number one reason that we see that. Wow. But you know there is a lot of hope because what what happens and what the the really detrimental thing with with skin disease is is that we see a lot of drug pathology then. So it starts off as skin disease and as a homeopath or even a holistic practitioner your skin is the largest organ of the body. So while it's still skin disease it means that the body is fairly healthy because it's trying to detoxify or get rid of the imbalance through the skin rather than the liver or the kidneys or the whatever the heart or the lungs and when I used to see them at the clinic I would have to be like okay what was even the first symptom that even showed with this dog because now we're seeing all of this other stuff which is the, the complete destruction of the gut flora because they've been on so many antifungals and antibiotics and then they just go on this, this crazy merry-go-round of the skin disease, then the drug pathology, then back to the skin disease, then b- the drug pathology. So at the end of the day, with skin disease, you have to heal the, their gut. Mm-hmm. And, and try and remove as much as you can that would cause a microbiome alteration even on the skin, which is stop using anything that has, you know, antibacterials, antibiotics, things like that topically. Mm -hmm. Be careful of using, you know, topical flea and tick medication. That is You know, you're feeling like you're doing the best that you possibly can, but what you're really doing is you're creating an environment for the unfriendly bacteria to not only grow in the gut, but also to grow on the skin on top of that. So you get secondary staphylococcus infections, which looks like the skin disease. Wow. I had no
0: idea about that. mm -hmm. No idea. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead.
2: So it's, um, you know, try and be aware of what kind of fabric softener you're using or you know what you're washing your clothes in. What your dog your dog is on everything, right? So your dog is lying on the floor. So if you're using floor cleaners that have a lot of bleach in them, or or high amounts of antibacterial agents, try to get as green and clean as you possibly can with everything that your dog is touching. That's that's a big one.
0: Mm-hmm. The
2: next one is then try and address the gut. That's like ultimately the number one thing and then you know we're probably going to talk about food I'm not sure but food is a big one and if there's something that you know that they're allergic to so let's say you know like and I'm going to use the word allergic very loosely or reactive to beef and then try and find a novel protein where while you're healing the gut the body can then be less reactive right so it's in a less reactive state.
0: When you say a novel protein a protein other than beef. Or whatever it is your dog
2: has shown to be allergic to. to Or something he's never had that you know, like kangaroo or okay. or something that you know that you've never fed fed the dog. Or if you've, you've got a test, if you've got a saliva test, Jean Dodds is an amazing veterinarian that's an immunologist and she does an incredible saliva test that your vets can do for you or you can actually even do them yourself and it will tell you what they're reactive to through the Solida, which is very accurate.
0: Perfect. Okay, Uh, great. And what else can we do?
2: So, the thing with with the gut is, you know, trying to calm it down with slippery elm and something called glucosamine and aloe, all the things that calm the lining of the gut, of the gut down. And uh, like I said from the beginning, try not. You know what a really amazing thing is? I did a lecture on the microbiome of the skin, and the skin microbiome is equally as diverse as the microbiome or the or the friendly bacteria or even non-friendly bacteria of the gut. So when you bathe your dog, even if it's a natural shampoo, what you're what you're actually doing is taking away. You're making the diversity of the microbiome of the skin unbalanced so then more yeast can grow because yeast is natural it should actually be on the skin and lots of like lots of different scary bacteria should be there but it should be there in really really small amounts so when you destroy some of the friendly bacteria then other bacteria on the skin will overtake the skin so I even recommend with people to get some yogurt like just natural yogurt or kefir and go and find a really 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 good probiotic that's got a lot of like more than five bacterias in it, make almost like a paste, like a mask
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, and put it on your dog's skin and leave it on. If you can, you'll have to do it in the bathtub and leave it on for at least 15 minutes and then rinse it off. And, and do is that
0: this after you bathe your dog or instead of bathing your instead
2: dog? Of ba- instead of bathing your dog. hundred oh. percent instead of, and I know this sounds crazy, but dirt is amazing. Dirt is amazing for their skin. So I've even had people that have small apartments. Like let, If you can get your dogs out in the woods, out in the fields, rolling in dirt, dirt is incredibly beneficial for the immune system, for their skin, the whole nine yards. And if they're dirty, don't wash them with soap. Rinse them. Just rinse them with water. If you can't get out or they're small breed dogs and you're living in apartments, you can literally go and get small Kitty pools and things like that, and go and buy organic dirt from the nursery, and wow. let them play. Yeah, let them play <laughs> in it. it. I know it sounds crazy, but it's amazing. It's just like with children; they know that children that actually play in dirt have a mm-hmm. have. I think it's fifteen times stronger, biodynamic diversity in their gut, on their skin, and they have less allergies, like less lung stuff, less asthma, and a way stronger immunity
0: did not know that. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is really educational, Julie. And I want to just, you know, put out there right up front. I have nothing to do with Adored Beast. I'm (laughs) just a fan and a user of the product. But Julie, you formulated a leaky gut protocol specifically Mm -hmm. for this. I'd love for you to tell listeners a little bit about this. I have all of my dogs on this right now to address My little Albie's incessant licking and scratching. My Sophie's licking herself raw. You know, Jasper with his like little circular sores that he gets on his underside, you know, on and off. And Mm -hmm. they all have something. So I'm on Mm -hmm. it with them and, well, they're on it. And I'd love for people to know more about this so they can have a choice to seek it out for their dogs.
2: Well, the reason I did a protocol was because... You know, when I first started leaky gut or or gut trauma, people thought I flew in on a broom. And now Mm -hmm. I lecture at vet universities about gut health and dermatology and inflammatory bowel disease and things like that, because it's becoming more and more and more aware and researched. So it's very difficult for the average person to go out and find all of the herbs and nutraceuticals to heal the gut. You know, you would Mm -hmm. be buying many things and then trying to find the right amount, your dog would be eating so much that it probably wouldn't even eat its food. So that mm-hmm. was the very first thing I ever launched because I felt like unless their guts are healthy, I could put, you know, 50 supplements out there and it's just not going to do what, what my intention is to do, which is to make them healthier on a much deeper level and heal core issues. So the line is put together or the protocol is put together to support the liver which is one thing, because when there is a chronic inflammatory response and there's toxins going into the bloodstream, the liver gets very toxic. There's something called an anti sense which is, uh, you know, it's a it's a touchy subject. It's to help rid the body of the side effects of vaccines, so it won't it won't reduce the amount of titers or antibodies that they've that they they've gotten from the vaccines but it helps to almost like a chelation therapy for heavy metals like mercury or thimerosal, which is an FL mercury that they use as a carrier in vaccines, along with just even the shift of actually giving an animal a vaccination that doesn't need it. So I'm not saying that they should never be vaccinated. I'm saying that to just routinely put an injected vaccination into any body when it already has an adequate antibody is incredibly detrimental to the whole the whole system. Mm-hmm. So we do, a, we do a, a clearing of that for the first two days. Then we start with the rest of the products. And one, like I said, is a liver detoxification or a liver, it's not even a detoxification, it's a support. So the liver is really clean and can support the body while it's healing. The next thing is something called gut soothe. And that has all of the herbs, and nutraceuticals in it that calm down the inflammation of the gut lining or the mucosal lining of the bowel, which is what becomes inflamed, becomes injured, becomes stretched, and then allows macronutrients to, that should never go into the bloodstream, to be leaked into the bloodstream and cause all of these horrific issues, like not just allergies, but, but you know, hypothyroidism and, and aggression, and anxiety, and the list goes on and on.
0: Wow, so, I didn't realize that anxiety and aggression could be, that could be a factor in, in this as well.
2: Absolutely, and you know, hmm. I have to say kudos to Purina. They just launched a probiotic for veterinarians to replace anti-anxiety drugs because there is a particular strain of probiotic that works better on the brain than anti-anxiety drugs do. So. So the gut help helps to decrease the inflammation and start to heal the lining so that the mucosal junctions or the little holes that are like a uh, tea strainers can heal. Mm-hmm. So it has a bunch of different herbs and NL cell glucosamine, which is uh, like glucosamine for the joints, only it's, a, it's like glucosamine for smooth muscle. Mm-hmm. It has. Uh, 14 strains of probiotics and then it has larch which is a prebiotic which you shouldn't for those that are listening should never ever ever get a probiotic without a prebiotic. It's really counterintuitive and 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 unhealthy. Then the you natural- didn't know that think, either. Oh, really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm so thrilled that gut health is becoming very 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 popular. But we're seeing like, you know, a new kombucha every five minutes of the new a new company come out with kombucha, which is awesome, because we want to plant tons and tons of like for people too. we want to put lots of probiotics and friendly bacteria. But if it doesn't have something to eat, which is a prebiotic, it can actually wind up ingesting your own gut lining. So, so people are doing too much of a good thing, which can happen when mm-hmm. when people are just weren't just become trendy. And people aren't just really doing a lot of research and stuff, which I did 20 years of. So then there's a digestive enzyme, because what happens is what until the gut can heal, we want to break the food down into the smallest, 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 smallest micronutrients as we possibly can so that when it is leaking through, because it's going to continue to leak through for a little bit, we're breaking the food particles down so that when it does, it's not as reactive. And Mm -hmm. then hopefully the body will become more nutrient dense because they're actually absorbing some nutrition because of the digestive enzymes. And then there's a homeopathic remedy that's in there that has collagen in it to help repair the lining. It's got calendula to help epithelial cells grow faster. And then another homeopathic remedy that helps with the scarring because it is traumatized and we want it to heal, but we don't want it to scar.
0: Got it. At the end of the show, we're going to tell everybody where they can learn more about Adored Beast and where they can find it. But I want to move on to the next issue, which is directly also related to the gut. My Sophie has a very sensitive stomach. We never know when it'll rear its ugly head. Mm -hmm. I know there are a lot of other dogs out there that have sensitive stomachs as well. I have a feeling we're gonna be talking about the same stuff. So if that's the case, please say that. But um yeah. what could we do? We are.
2: We are. We're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of similarities because what happens a lot of times is depending on the susceptibility. So every being, every human being or animal, they have susceptibilities, right? So some mm-hmm. animals are prone to to inflammatory bowel disease. Some animals are more prone to allergies. Some animals are more prone to arthritis. When there's chronic systemic inflammatory response, which is what happens with gut trauma, whatever you're even if it's a breed, right? So if it's a lab, you might see early arthritis because the inflammation is there when they're five and not and not a cumulative effect when they're fourteen. Mm-hmm. So with sensitive bellies, so you've got to do the same thing. You've got to look at food like food, 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 food. So, you know, what are they reactive to in their food? Can we get them on better, more cleaner food? But it's the same thing. Something is going in, there's a reactivity in the gut, and then the gut becomes inflamed and they get diarrhea, they get mucous stool, or they'll vomit, even pancreatitis, right? Because the body just, the body's a fine-tuned machine. It works like an engine. So, If one thing is wrong in the engine, or or something is not being tuned up in the engine, other things like a domino effect happens. Mm -hmm. So when we're looking at gut health, we want to make sure that you know the reactivity happens. And for little guys or dogs that have a tendency for gut issues, they get a lot of mucus in the lining because the lining is inflamed. So then. Then we see things like diarrhea and cramping and gas and vomiting and being uncomfortable and stretching and and all of that. Um, Gut soothe, the the one that I was talking about, is incredible for that. I have veterinarians using it and they they tell me that it's like a you know diarrhea bandaid, a diarrhea bandaid in a bottle. (laughs) And really, all it is is you're calming the gut down. You're, mm-hmm. you're calming the inflammation down, but at the same time, you're planting the correct biodiverse probiotic so that it doesn't become, often diarrhea is coming from an increase of either salmonella or a type of bacteria that is that the body needs to rid itself of. And when wow. that happens, it just means that it's the friendly bacteria that keep those bacterias at bay aren't there, or they're not there in the amount that needs to, to keep them in check.
0: Got it. You know, you mentioned food. Let's talk a little bit about food. It's a highly charged issue, Mm -hmm. raw, dry, freeze-dried, fresh. You know, it's enough to send a pet parent's eyes rolling in the back of their heads. We need some practical feedback on how to feed our dogs healthier, but Mm -hmm. without mortgaging the house. And without having an unrealistic prep, because we don't have time. Nobody has time. Give us uh, some tips.
2: Okay, so we can start from like, you know, someone that cooks a lot for their kids, and the prep is is okay. You can go and you can go online and you can find some really awesome recipes that you can actually make on your own. But that's, that's very, that's far and few between when people can do that. Everybody's dealing with their children or work or, you know, no one really does have the time. That's right. So you want to look at uh, companies, raw, like to me, raw food, right? It is species oriented. It's what they're supposed to be eating. But you just want to make sure that you do your homework and you find a raw food company that has at minimal human grade food Mm -hmm. and not animal grade food. And you can go all the way up. And my favorite raw is ethical. Even over organic, mm-hmm. my preference is ethically based Really, rather than, yeah, rather than organic because it's predominantly meat. And what we find in meat that isn't ethically raised is the cortisol levels are crazy high and that affects so much in the dog's body when they're trying to digest that much cortisol in the meat.
0: Wow. So okay.
2: it's nice for the animal. So it helps the planet. It's ethical,
0: mm-hmm. but it also
2: does help the health of your animals, of your dogs and your cats, but of now, your dog, it's dog. Yeah. Now there are some people
0: who don't want to deal with uh, raw. frozen raw, froze, frozen yep. raw, because they're either under the impression that their dogs are going to get sick from it mm-hmm. or they just don't want to handle raw food or whatever.
2: No, it's valid. It's valid. And it's, and I had to do that in my own, practice, right? I couldn't Mm -hmm. have everybody, you know, there were lots of different reasons. The practicality part of it is big, right? Or the expensive part of it is big. Mm -hmm. Part of it of them getting sick is not, that's just not accurate. So if it's that reason, I just hope people can really do their homework to realize that that isn't, that is not accurate. But I completely appreciate the fact that just it's not in your philosophy or it's maybe in one person's philosophy and not in your partner's philosophy, or you just can't afford it, or it's just not convenient. In which case there is really good freeze drive, there's mm-hmm. really good dehydrated. Mm-hmm. There's and again, just read your labels, make sure it's balanced, go online, you know, find from the manufacturer, like, you know, what their you know, what their practices are, make sure it's done in a human human grade facility so that you know that it's clean. And that it's balanced, you know, make sure that it says balanced on it. And those are awesome. So for me, it would be raw, freeze-dried, then dehydrated. Then it would be a really good, really good quality kibble that is has no grains. And again, you can find it all the way from organic to ethically raised dry food. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why I made Healthy Gut as a product that is a standalone. Because the problem with dry, and this is easy to fix, is that the bioavailability is very, very, very low. Because animals, are, are they digest their food when it's wet at the same time. So their absorption rate through the blood of their prey is what helps them absorb the bioavailability and the nutrients. Hmm. So when you're feeding a dry food and their gut is so short, the probability of them actually digesting the awesomeness that they put in some dry food with, with good quality companies is low because it just can't stay in their guts long enough mm-hmm. for them to digest it. So what I do as a tip for people is go and buy um, bone broth, which is not dangerous at all because it's cooked. You can go and buy some frozen bone broth just and then defrost it, refreeze it in ice cube in an ice cube tray so that you can pop a couple out despite, depending on the size of your dog, warm them up, pour it over your food, your dog's food, let it sit, and then add healthy guts, add some digestive enzymes. And it can take the bioavailability and the digestibility of that food from a, you know, maybe 45% up to like 85%. Yeah. And it, you'll, see, you'll see the difference in your dog's coat because it's actually getting the nutrients that are that's in the food. So, and then along with that, add fresh vegetables. Add some really good cooked vegetables. Like if you guys are making vegetables, sit some side, sit it aside for your dog. If you're eating meat that doesn't have sauces on it, not a lot of salt or fat, cut it up and give them some, some of your, of your meat. Add along with your food. food. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's like saying that, you know, a little bit is not good. A little bit is still good. No matter how you mm-hmm. want to slice it or dice it. And mm-hmm. it is, it, it, it's very good. And when you think of what we're saying to people, which is shop on the outside of a grocery store, right? So you go in a grocery store, you want to shop on the outside, like three times your shopping than you do in the middle, which is all your processed food. And I didn't know that, because, but okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, like the Canadian like, food guide for people is saying, you know, stop eating processed food, start eating fresh food that helps with helps fight free radicals and cell damage, right? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. dead food is dead food. Live food feeds your body. Well, a cell is a cell. Whether you're a dog, a pig, a cat, a horse, a human, it doesn't matter. And what causes cell death is exactly the same. So if you're in the mindset of eating healthier for yourself and more real fresh food, the same holds true for your dog but you wouldn't go and give it bacon fat and give it pancreatitis, right? You want, you want fresh foods that are fresh meats that aren't really fatty. You want fresh vegetables and you can add that to your dry food. But the bone broth, making it wet or like so that it soaks it up mm-hmm. and adding a really good digestive enzyme to it will make a huge difference.
0: Huge if, if you can't do raw. That's wonderful, thank you, Julie. I feel like You're we've okay. just scratched the surface, and we can do, an, you know, hours on this, and I would love to because I've learned so much. But we have run out of time, I'm unfortunately. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, it's amazing. Um, it's been so wonderful having you on the show. Um, I hope listeners now have more tools in their arsenal to uh, be even better pet parents, where can people learn more about you and your products and find Adored Beast?
2: I have a lot of videos that are just in health in general, right, Mm -hmm. and not just for the products, and that's Adored Beast on YouTube. If you just put Adored Beast in, it'll come up with all the videos. And then it's just www.adoredbeast.com. Wonderful. Perfect, perfect. Naturally magazine has lots of my articles. They're great. I love them. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: how I discovered you, actually, through Dogs Naturally mm-hmm. magazine and their market, and that's where I first bought Fido's Flora yeah. and Love Bugs, and then I met you. So yeah, well, they have
2: awesome blogs, lots of good free they information.
0: Mm-hmm. They They're a really a really good resource. They are parents. Yeah, Julie, thank you, thank you so much. Again, an incredible wealth of, of knowledge and information, and um, you know, it's if we can do even a fraction of what of what you suggest, it would make a difference in our pets. So, I have everything. Um, yeah, I am. I hope all of you can too. Thank you all for listening. Thanks to our producer, Mark Winter, who makes the sound so good. Thank you, Mark. My passion is living stylishly in animal rescue. So tune in next time to discover the designers' home. Decor, styles, and rescue stories I love. And don't forget to visit me on barkandswagger.com where you'll find great fashion, shelter stories, and more. And today was definitely more of the more. Thank you, Julie.
2: Thank you for everything that you're doing with rescue and stuff. It's amazing. Thank you for what you're doing. <laughs> Mutual
0: <laughs> Admiration Society. So until next time, everyone, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger.